Welcome to the Mary Gostolo Girl Ahead podcast, the weekly unique insight into luxury hospitality around the world by those who know it best. Produced by Allmont Global and brought to you by JetX. Upgrade to a class above first and enjoy the freedom of travel with JetX, a global leader in private aviation inspired by luxury beyond compare. Wherever you wish to fly, JetX can take you there in utmost safety, comfort and style at your own schedule and pace. Whether on business or leisure, the world is yours to enjoy with JetX. Susie Mills is your quintessential English girl. She was working at the London Savoy and what more English hotel can you possibly imagine? And she crossed the Atlantic a few years ago to be part of a small hotel brand that is seen around the world as more American than anything else, Trump hotels and resorts. Now, several years later, she's SVP, and dare I say it, it is she who holds this um, transatlantic company together. Please join me as I chat with Susie Mills. Susie, I'm looking at you. You're in front of Central Park. I'm looking at you. You're smiling as always. I always associate you with the word F-U-N. How important do you think fun is to the whole hotel experience? Oh my goodness, fun is so important. If you can't have fun every day, each and every day, then you should not come to work. And that's why I'm still in this industry 30 years later, is because every day is fun. Every day is different. You get to interact with so many amazing people. And that's what makes the hospitality industry fun. Now, somehow we've got to get this message across to young people, particularly to young women. Funny enough, in today's paper, I've got a little note saying that according to Pew Research Center, women under 30 in several cities in the USA, including New York City and Washington, D.C., Remember that these are women under 30 in 22 cities earn 2% more than their male counterparts. Wow, this is fantastic. You, good, you're clapping away. You didn't become a hotelier for the money. What brought you into this lovely lifestyle, Susie? Oh gosh, well it started at a very young age. My parents had a hotel and that's what drew me to it. I think it's an industry that you either love or you don't love and you really have to have the passion to get into this industry Um, because obviously it's very long hours it's unsociable hours and it's seven days a week it never sleeps 
uh, unlike a lot of other industries, um, there's always something going on. You know, I've had many a phone call at three o'clock in the morning because something's happened. Maybe there's been a flood or there's an emergency. Somebody's called out sick. Um, so you really have to be extremely passionate about this industry. I love to hear that finally um, that women are getting paid what they duly deserve after so many years. Um, but I have to say, you know, I, I've certainly not driven by the money. It's by the interest of working in this industry and getting to meet so many amazing people over the years and getting to work with some phenomenal people who are now have become my very best friends. I've had so many mentors in my career, which I feel extremely fortunate about uh, that I still get to interact with and I think about you know how I've looked up to those people and finally I'm now at the same level at those people which I, I yes. never thought I would be. <laughs> Who are some of your mentors Susie? Uh, well definitely Eric Danziger our CEO, uh, Rudy Tauscher who was our opening general manager at uh, Trump Central Park when we opened up the property 25 years ago. Um, Sir Hugh Wantner when I uh, was working at the Savoy many many moons ago when the Savoy was privately owned before it came part of the Fairmont Hotel. Um, a, a lot of great mentors. Obviously, you know, I think about my dad, I think about my stepdad and, you know, so, so many people within my family as well that I, I truly, you know, feel very uh, fortunate that I've learned so much from over the years. Now, this is fascinating because you've shared some great names, hospitality legends, but the names you've shared are all male, interestingly. Um, but there you are now as the mentor for many of the people in your group. And I'd like to talk about that later. You mentioned your time at the Savoy. That was a, a time when the Savoy was um, very nose up and doing things right. And of course, you are a good thoroughbred English lady, then English even younger lady. What enticed you in 1996, the last century, dear, to cross the Atlantic and join Trump because, you know, what enticed you to this fledgling group then? Well, it was quite impulsive. Uh, I have to say, I, I wish that I had could say that it was a very strategic plan, uh, but it wasn't a strategic plan. I had actually been to New York to visit a very dear friend of mine for a weekend. And at that time, I'd been at the Savoy for five years and I th was on the plane back with my friends going, where do I go after the Savoy? It's it's the best of the best. It's the creme de la creme. That you, there is nowhere else to go after the Savoy. I said, you know what? I'm going to move to New York. And they looked at me as if I was crazy. And I said, no, I really am. And I came home that night and I got back in those days, the leading hotels of the world book. And I went through all the luxury hotels in New York and I started sending my resume away and didn't really think anything of it. Um, and I suddenly started getting replies and I thought, oh my goodness, that this is actually getting real. And 
that's how I came to New York and have now been with the Trump Organization for 25 fantastic years um, and seen the brand grow. And here I am, Senior Vice President. And this is a very American-centric brand. But you do have two hotels overseas, don't you? And you have the marvelously historic golfing hotel in Ireland, Doonbeg, and then you have another golfing hotel in Scotland. Um, how do you manage to look after those? Because you're a pretty close-knit headquarters company. We are, yes, and you know, it's, that's the great thing about being a smaller company um, and not multiple, multiple layers of people is that we really do get to spend a lot of quality time. Um, obviously these days it's been over Zoom um, or Google Meets versus face-to-face, -face, but we do get to be able to interact on a regular basis with our beautiful property in Ireland and also in Scotland. Um, so it's very easy, um, you know, making sure that all of the operations are working smoothly Obviously, with those two properties, they're actually now just ramping up for their busy period. Uh, we During the winter months, we uh, close. We don't open seven days a week. We just open at the weekends. Um, but actually, as of April 1st, both of the properties will be fully open seven days a week. So we're very, very excited uh, for them to be opened back up again as we welcome all of the U.S. back to Ireland and Scotland as well after two and a half years. They do seem to be... Two, there do seem to be two categories of Trump hotels. There are the two overseas that are historic properties that have retained their history. And then we've got new hotels, new builds in the USA. I think so, uh, some of the properties in USA are condo hotels for those listeners around the world who don't have condo hotels, how does a condo hotel work, Susie? Yep, absolutely. We have our New York property, which is sitting right on my shoulder here that you see, this beautiful brown brass building, which is a condominium hotel, which means that each room, each guest room is individually owned by somebody. Um, so that room is put into the rental program and rented like any other hotel room but it means that the owner can actually stay in their unit as well so our new york property our chicago property and our hawaii property are all condo hotels uh, which makes for a whole new learning curve as well within the hospitality industry yes it does how do you interact with the condo owners you interact on a very regular basis uh so you know in new york it was like having an additional 176 bosses uh, which is always fun. <laughs> but uh, it's great to be able to build those relationships up with the owners. And obviously, you're talking to them on a regular basis. Um, in New York, their statements would go out quarterly, so you could always expect calls after those statements went out. Uh, people wanting to know, you know, what's going on in the industry? How is business? You know, when should I be coming to stay in my unit? When should I not be coming to stay in my unit? Because obviously, I don't want to displace revenue. Uh, so 
So it's it's a very interesting uh, concept. Uh, Mr. Trump was actually one of the the founders of condo hotels, and obviously has been extremely successful with this concept over the years. How often are the owners allowed to stay? Can they choose? They can choose to stay whenever they want, but obviously it, it's cost prohibitive for them to actually stay because they would be displacing room revenue from a regular guest if they're staying in their unit. Um, so people just tend to use it, you know, sporadically versus on a regular basis. They also have at least a cupboard, a closet to store things in, don't they? That's Which is jolly useful to them. Yeah. So they can store some of their items and not have to lug all of their winter outfits or their summer outfits to and from. They can keep those on property. But so can our hotel guests as well. We're happy to keep um, any guest luggage that they want if they're coming to New York or Chicago or any of one of our properties on a regular basis. We're happy to store that for them. Oh boy, that's a big selling point. What uh, what percentage of repeats would you say uh, Trump hotels uh, manage in the in the U.S., let's talk about the U.S. side. It's a very high percentage, uh, which, which we're very excited about. Um, you know, if I take New York in particular, we were looking at about a 45% repeat guest factor, uh, which I think is, you know, really phenomenal when you think about all of the beautiful luxury hotels that there are in New York City. We continue to see our same guests come back to us. And, you know, it's been interesting uh, with the pandemic over the past few years is that we've seen a whole new clientele because you had a lot of local guests that live within driving distance of all of our properties, whether it be in Hawaii, whether it be in Chicago or Las Vegas. A lot of people obviously got sick of looking at their own four walls and decided to take a drive to their local city and come and stay at the hotel. Uh, so we've seen a lot of new local markets, uh, which has been really fantastic and super excited to obviously have the local community come and experience our beautiful properties as well. They're obviously uh, drawn by the reputation by you and the great people under you and also by such particular elements as Trump talk. Now, what is Trump talk? I know that all departments have it uh, within a hotel. What is Trump talk? This is how we start our shifts. So whether it's the morning shift, the afternoon or the overnight shift, we always start with Trump talk. And I think this sets the stage for all of our associates before they go out onto the floor and greet our guests. So we talk about um, something that inspires us. Uh, we do a little bit of an exercise, uh, gives oh, us a stretch, no. especially for our room attendants who are going to be bending down and making those beds. We do a few little warm-up stretches for them. Or we talk about our repeat guests that are coming in for the day, any events that may be going on. Perhaps Chef wants to highlight a specific dish of the day that he wants all of the team members to know about. Perhaps there's something local going going on in the community. Think about DC right now. And obviously there's the beautiful cherry blossom that we want all of our guests to know about and go and see. And do they ever have Susie's stretches? Do you lead any of these Trump talks, Susie? I do. When I when I go 
down and visit the properties all around. I love to attend the Trump talk. I have to say that housekeeping is probably my favorite Trump talk to attend because everybody is so energetic, so high energy. They're pumped up for their day. And it always inspires me when I go and see the room attendants at each and every one of our properties. We've talked about this before, how incongruous it is that you have hotel guests who are paying a tremendous amount of money to go to your spas and to try and get even fitter. And yet, if they were working as housekeepers, they'd be using up so many calories and they'd be paid for it. It's incredible. (laughs) Susie, you are always not only a sense of fun, but you're a sense of style. I've had, I've long thought that uniforms in the hotel industry needs, need to be thrown out of the window and something more suitable and something more up to date put in. Uh, how do you feel about that? Absolutely. And I think we've seen that evolve over the years. And obviously, as I've grown within the corporate roles, we've actually changed a lot of our uniforms. And again, you know, I go back to housekeeping. But I think that's one of the most important uniforms for somebody to feel comfortable in. You know, they are literally looking under their bed. They're, They're cleaning the bathtub. They need to be able to be in a uniform that's comfortable, that's breathable, that will stretch with them. And, uh, you know, I think we all remember the housekeeping uniforms back in the day, the dresses and the little frilly aprons, which were really not a great look at all for anybody. People were so stupid. They were. Now, looking at do-over, makeover, house makeover programs on television, the professionals who who are doing it all are wearing workers clothes but they're great you know boiler suits onesies and I've got to I've got to tell you I arrived in one of my uniforms at Miami airport last week I flew in and the driver who'd come to meet me didn't recognize me because I was wearing my high-vis jacket and he thought I was one of the um, airport workers. But who cares? Workers... You have to be comfortable. Workers unite, yes. Join Susie, join Trump, be comfortable and have a great sense of fun. Absolutely. You've been listening to the Mary Gostolo Girl Ahead podcast, produced by Allmont Global in partnership with Forbes Travel Guide and the ShareCare Health Security Verification Solution, and brought to you by Jetex. Wherever in the world you need to travel, Jetex offers expert solutions and guidance to make seamless global connectivity possible, even in the most challenging times. Join us next week for another exciting insight into the world of luxury travel. And don't forget to tell your friends and colleagues about the show.